0: this energy calling me back to where it comes from it's a three-on-one podcast hey how's it going what's going on oh i know i know he told me i'm sorry with the stewards that's just i'm matt ryan joined as always if i'm a quarterback you know him you love him it's corin's hammond big rob may or may not be joining the show uh it is a very busy time for dr professor fabian so you'll get him on march 24th if anything but the the two other dummies are going to be minding the store, and we're going to start the show off the way we do every week with the news, and I'll throw it off to Corrence Hammond. Corrence. So
1: for the news this week, we'll start with the biggest story. And despite falling behind as much as 20 points on Sunday against Sickwood, the Las Vegas Insomniacs won their 18th straight game since the start of the 2023 national season and are fall brawl champs in 2024. The Insomniacs would suffer a major loss though during their come from behind victory. As Chris Mouth McWilliams suffered a debilitating leg injury that will see him out of action for the foreseeable future. We wish him the best of luck from the three on one as he recovers and we cannot wait because he's going to have to rehab anyway until he's back on an A7FL field. So, heal up, my guy.
0: Certainly, and the New Jersey BIC held their first major practice, talking about the Northeast, of the 2024 season late last week as the former international champions look to return to the national championship game this July. And while we cannot confirm reports that the BIC have a time machine that will bring 1992 Emmett Smith, 1998 Randy Moss, and or Ron Mexico from the Blitz video game to the BIC's offense this season, but we've honestly heard weirder stuff lately. Corey?
1: Now, for the last bit of news, this is a little bit of a shift from our normal news segment, but we have breaking news from the three on one desk. And to announce this news himself, we bring on current ish Outlaws quarterback and former Insomniacs playmaker Trey Robinson, a 2023 champion to tell us a little bit about a news about what he will be doing this 2024 spring season. Trey, welcome to the news section of the three on one and just drop it for us, guy. What What's what you've got going on.
2: Got a lot going on, man. Uh, so it was two teams that, that I think I'm going to. And um, one of them really had me so with the chaos, but I decided that I'm going to take my talents over to DIC for the spring season this
0: year
1: whoa all right so this is a major surprise um reports showed as early as last week maybe even yesterday that trey robinson quarterback playmaker insomniacs would be defecting to the ohio division from the las vegas division in nevada and joining a team that he was a big part in beating in the Sin City chaos, and and talking with Brent Smothers, he was really excited at that proposition, and I was even dropping hints last week, um, thinking that that was the case. But you're you're shocking the world and defecting to BIC. the brothers in Christ from yeah. New Jersey. I'm going home. Tell me how. Tell me how that came about, and what you think your role is going to be. You know, <laughs> either what they're telling you or what your ex- expectations are. Joining um. it. In- in BIC oh, that it's, might be, might be we, we might have to call them the USA
2: BIC at this point
0: <laughs> the continental uh, BIC uh
2: well it was always in the talks it's been in the talks since last season I just really you know like if, if he would really follow my story I would make a little like side comments a little jokes and little hints but you know I ain't, I ain't taking it farther than what it was and then um
1: Man, following your following your your little subliminal message, your sub tweets, all of that, it gets confusing, man. You're 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 changing <laughs> here and there. It was it was a year ago. This basically today, it was a year ago that you had just won a championship with the team in the fall and decided, yeah. eh, let's do something else. So so BIC now now who who reached out to you? Who have you been contact with with uh, BIC? Uh, we got a
2: little group chat. It's called the um uh, it's called the like fucking trade portal. <laughs> it's called the called trade portal. The, the, I'm not gonna name the, any names, but the trade the trade portal. Yeah. Now
1: to start to start in memoriam, have you notified the Sin City Chaos yet of your defection from your defection that you already had defected because
2: of the defection? No, not yet. But I will. So they're
1: learning this, they're learning this. Um, live and, and hey, I uh, I apologize personally to Brent Smothers, who I was actually kind of helping broker this deal because you reached out and we were kind of talking. Now it brings you back to the Northeast where you were originally. Uh, your first championship with the Pennsylvania A team, right? You guys yep. were like Allentown A team. You just got were like PA, right? Yeah. So you're back in the Northeast playing with BIC. <laughs> You've been, you've been hinting at wanting to come back home, and home would be the Northeast. In yeah. your talks, what do you think your role will be with the BIC team, knowing that maybe, you know, not the only reason, but one of the reasons you decided to move on from the Insomniacs was because on a stacked roster for a top team, it almost was like, uh, as talented as you are, you were, you know, not forced to. But it made sense for you to almost take a step back as the main and major focal point of the offense. That's how do you set like, yourself how do that's you that's you that's yourself that's that's and meshing with BIC?
2: Uh I think I'm gonna have a role, man. I'm just trying to come and, you know, really just uh you know, win. Like it's all about it's all about winning, I guess. I'm sorry, I'm probably, uh, so, but if it's all about
1: if it's all about winning then why not stay with the defending champs and assume that, you know, assume a similar role, which was not a small role. It just wasn't necessarily the feature role. Um, Are you, are you basically saying that you're open to playing the, the kind of the ATH position again with BIC? Yeah. And you're looking to win. What do you, what do you see from the insomniacs, you know, current situation, right. That, Mm -hmm. that might've made you a, you know, kind of like move away from that but also be kind of gravitate towards what some would say would be the the insomniacs you know on paper of the east.
2: Nah. It is nothing. Excuse me. It is nothing uh it's nothing I don't know Corey. man I just don't I just don't I, I'm tired of Vegas, bro. Like, it's like I'm ready to go. So back this home. is
1: this. So this is just this is just the the traveler tray. So so yeah. you're doing you're doing on a macro level what I on a micro level do every year is just get jersey after jersey after jersey. But you're just <laughs> doing it in different state after different state. Now, listen, no one's gonna get no one's gonna get that Boston jersey for a little bit. So you nah. know, don't start, don't start stealing the records the passing records that I've set for Boston. Even though anyone that gets one win will be the winningest quarterback in their history moving forward.
2: But um, it's a it, it's it's also a little, it's a little more to just, like it, it's a little more to this like not just me going to BIC. It's a few Vegas players going to BIC.
1: Are so, you willing to so, kind of elaborate on that? You can't just
2: <laughs> oh, surprise and then like, oh yeah, a like, couple
1: more Vegas players.
2: Like I'm saying, uh, it's a few guys that's, that's on the side. team right now. They're not happy with being there, so they're looking to go elsewhere. And be one of the teams they're looking to go to.
1: Are you willing to release those names at this current? Moment?
2: Mm-hmm. No, no. Okay.
0: <laughs> but, Here, right, here's a so, better. Here's a better question. Did they play an active role in the Fall Brawl Championship? Yes. Okay.
1: So what is it in your opinion? Which again, to clarify for all of those insomniacs, players, coaches, and also fans. Who are going to try to murder me in the comments and you can comment on this podcast wherever podcasts are sold this is your opinion don't don't assess this to me fans what is it about what's going on with the insomniacs that you think a because you already defected you already moved on and you played in the fall you know congratulations on on proving that again you're a, a solid good to great quarterback in our league and yes you were working with what you were working with but Hey, you impressed. But what what do you think would be the thing about the Insomniacs that would increase the number of guys like you that are defecting moving on?
2: Just there's a lot of guys that are here like I'm not saying like in hate hating way, but they're tired of insomniacs, you know. Like they all say that all talent's on insomniacs, but but it's more talent around the league. And guys seeing that, you know, everyone go to a stacked team, that makes guys want to go to other teams to make that team better.
0: Well, so but, that way, but um, to, to that point, then why aren't those guys going to the Kryptonite or the Hunters or the OTT to try to make Vegas better? Why would these guys go along with you? Like, you going to the BIC is out, you know, a bit of an audacious thought because you've been there for as long as Nevada's had a division, but you do have roots in the Northeast, so it wouldn't make yeah. sense for that to be a thing. But for these players who are Vegas- mainstays why would they make that kind of trip and also how consistent how much reps would you guys get because how many times are you right. gonna be flying across the country to play against the snow tribe or no sled on you cory but the renegades or the buzz or anybody else on the schedule
2: ah well i got that done.
0: well that solves <laughs> that problem
2: i'm living there
1: yeah but that's you yeah, and, right. and we and we get the you, you've you been kind of saying, I want to go kind of back home, and you know, it's well documented that you're a northeast guy first, mm-hmm. so that make, that makes a little bit of sense. So we could kind of get behind that, especially because you're you're, you're jet setter Trey at this point. At this point,
2: not nah, nah. my whole well, thing is about leaving Vegas and, and going back east. It ain't nothing to do with this time, it ain't nothing to do with nobody. It's just yeah. that yeah. how I thought it was, I started in Vegas, I mean, I started. On the East Coast, I'm in the East Coast.
1: But, but my, my question isn't about you because you you make sense. My question would be about the hypothetical other guys.
2: The one guy you know is, uh, you know, one of the better linebackers in the league.
1: Okay, so we 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 and we're not going to confirm that, but we do know that. But that's not that's yes. not a,
2: that was an already
1: the fiction as well. Yeah. What else do we got? What you're saying? Uh, there's other guy. There's other Vegas guys, and you said it. It's no. a DB. <laughs>
2: I'm giving you hints. It's the right. DB
1: mm-hmm. the one that I can keep confusing their names? Okay, keep going.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but I know DB is also a lineman, too. Well,
1: if it's the lineman, that's a bigger deal than if it's a lineman. But at the end of the day, I think the, <clears throat> the interesting thing is, is that to defect from the champs to the team that's kind of stacking up to beat the champs. Mm -hmm. is it the same thing as like when you joined the league originally and everybody kind of was, you know, every one of your kind of like, you know, to quote Munchie and not in his voice, Matt, I got you. But friends, right? You went with the pit bosses when everybody was going to the force to kind of try to beat the best. Right. How do you equate that to this situation? Because look, the Insomniacs are the defending champs. They have the belt. They're the team to beat until they're, and, 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 and to quote Derek, they're the team to beat until they are beat, um, and somebody takes that 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 you know chip, that belt away from them. They they've won 18 straight. Great team, you know. Showed it again at times in the fall championship. Me and Matt will go over that a little bit more. But now now the move is is what you're going to go to the team that's got guys coming from Florida. Now guys coming out from Vegas. Guys coming from uh, Pennsylvania to all make this kind of this this USA brothers in Christ. How mm-hmm. how is how is that? How is that equivalent to like, you know, what you originally said you wanted to do, which was join the pit bosses with only 13 guys or what you did in the fall, which was start your own thing with the outlaws? How how does that how how does that equate? And can you see where I'm coming from, where it looks like you're making either a lateral move or you're you're making the the, the same move that, you know, Zelly Daniels is doing like, oh, I'm gonna just join all these good players and, you know, whatever. No. So what's the difference?
2: How is it oh huh?
1: So so what's so, but that's what I'm saying. What is the difference? You're joining BIC, and if you ask Rob, with, they're they're if you ask the, Rob, they're probably they're probably the the favorites to win the championship before you make the move. Before oh. you
2: knew you were making the move,
1: BIC. I'm
2: nothing about that. message was made yesterday.
1: <laughs> no, it was. Listen. You, 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 are making the move. It, it, it's, but look, it's
2: but wait, certainly going to be wait, shocking. Go ahead. Wait, wait, wait. wait, but what's the difference between BIC making a super team and difference between the Simeon doing it? No, no,
1: no, no. It, it's not, not more of that. It's, it's not more I'm talking more. about yeah. you. Yeah, I'm it. talking about you. You have said multiple times that you would rather beat the best than join the best. And I'm not saying that that's what you're doing, but it's, it's a far cry from saying, Yo, give me give me whoever's left on the Las Vegas strip, and and I'm gonna beat the force <laughs> when you were with the pit bosses. And you know, that little leprechaun coach is still walking around and still talking shit about our yeah. league, but can't can't get enough of it. Barley. I you said his name. I just said a little bit. <laughs> KF Corey. Or yeah. yeah, right. Or um now you're joining a team that is not. The pit bosses. Let's just say that. They're not the, the, the 2021 pit bosses or the 2024 no. fall outlaws. This is the, the, the America BIC. So what's the shift in mindset, or is there just something <laughs> attractive to go back east, play in the original division, have a chance to win a championship, but also be around a locker room of guys that
2: know how to win? Yeah. Hold on a um, i was not Corey? Sorry. Uh, and I'm just trying to play football, Corey. That's all it.
1: right. Listen, I that's that's fine. That's a totally perfect answer. And it's and you could just be honest, be that's like, good. Hey, hey, shit changes. And hey, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna have a follow up to that. So let's just put a bow on it. Trey Robinson to BIC. And yes, I am, I am doing this show from my right. dining room. And my wife is looking at me, What isn't that the Vegas guy? Yes, that is yes. Trey Robinson, BIC, Rent Smothers curled up in a ball crying somewhere all right cool um any any last words about the, the news that you just broke and the situation that you just set into motion
2: nah man i'm just ready to go and play football that's it i'm tired of all the political shit i'm tired of everything it's just, i want not play football and have fun and vegas is not fun no more so well
1: in, in, in New in New Jersey the politics are usually pretty blue. So you don't have to worry about <laughs> politics here. We don't we don't know what we're doing in Nevada. Good luck to everyone voting out there. Please send the Electoral College the right but way. Trey, but
0: Trey one one final question. Okay. When you look at Well, it's it's two part question. The one player on the BIC you're most excited to play with and well, the one game you're looking forward to most on the schedule.
2: Come on. You should already know. Both. But the fans don't. Yeah. As smart Come as Matt on. is, I'm doing this is I'm for doing my
0: job. Who's man? the best player on BIC? That's an argument, uh, but Ashante Worthy would be up. Well, big, big big
1: mook, big mook caught a man who caught he, the that player. is true.
0: That yeah. is true. We're talking about BIC, man. Players.
1: It's 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 pick your poison. So who's the best player on BIC?
2: Okay, Well. I'm going to play run the I'm coming to play running back. That's oh. all I'm going
0: Okay. Okay. Then Excuse that me. is gonna be a wild combination on offense. And I'm assuming the game you're looking forward to the most is playing Corey. Uh, but possibly I would assume the Patterson U at the top of the list.
2: And the second game you're looking forward to is Patterson U. Yes, you're correct. Only because um my first game plan like when I was seventeen playing in the league, was my first even game play games. So, yeah, that's the game that I'm forward
1: to. Oh, you know what's crazy? When you played that game at 17 years old, how many of those faces are still around, though, if you think about it? because it, Oh, it's no. A, it, well, you'll see. You'll see. And, and Matt has a schedule in front of him. What week is that so we can let Trey know?
0: Let me see here. That is yeah. week three. So that is April 14th. Yep.
2: Yeah, I'm ready.
1: So there you go. Breaking news. Surprise to us, Trey Robinson, America B I C. So look, you know I'm a fan of yours. I got your pit boss jersey still. Um, I'll have to get you one of mine. Uh, it's not going to be Show Tribe, unfortunately, because you know how that went. But listen, man, good luck on the season. Stay healthy. Don't play defense when you play the Renegades, please. But anyway, well, that's our guest. And Matt, you you got anything else for him? I think that's that. Think that's, that's it. Trey
0: Robinson to the that's BIC. We will get reaction re, uh, reaction from Big Rob Fabian, and we'll talk about the top wide receivers in the A7FL and an update on the schedule and so much more on the other side of this. It's a three-on-one podcast. If you don't want to listen to the ads, that's not my fucking fault. You got to fucking just skip them. I'm not your dad. fingers? Hey there, it's Matt Ryan. Are you enjoying this A7FL podcast? Well, I'm glad you are, because that means you can give us money. That's right, you can buy our merch right now at tinyurl.com slash A7FLmerch. That's tinyurl.com slash A7FLmerch. Up there right now, we have some Thick Boy Season merchandise. We've got some Huss Huss shirts, and also we've got some Corey Hammond-related merchandise coming soon. A Corey Hammond, Corey Hammond's t-shirt, hoodie, and a whole lot more. You can get all of them right now sent to you nice, comfy, and cozy at tinyurl.com slash a 7 fl merch. and also you can find it in the show notes. Now back to that podcast you like. Welcome back to the 3-on-1 podcast. I'm Matt Ryan, joined by Corey Hammond, and we're going to get a lot of reaction over the next show or two about what we talked about with Trey Robinson, but Corey, just really quickly, your thoughts on it now that we've had Trey on and we've been able to process this information to be transparent with everybody. We recorded that on Tuesday night. We're actually recording this on Thursday night, so if you're wondering why the episode is late this week, this is whoopsie real, real life got real life for for us this week not in a not in a terrible way but in a that's more important than this fuck around podcast um but mm. your thoughts to, to,
1: in general not to maybe not to me but
0: yeah so we
1: we got a chance to kind of you know after the trey thing was announced to us and and we did get you know, independent fresh.
0: confirmation from multiple sources on this
1: yeah because he, he 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 is a trickster that guy he's he's a trickster but yeah the the trade thing you know i will be honest i'm a little bit disappointed um you know not not to hear him doing what he wants to do that's kind of at the end of the day what should drive player movement across the a7fl look no further than Jordan Davidson, our guy. Milk, it would be it would have been uh, For whatever reason going out to Vegas. It would
0: have been interesting if that was kind of like the cultural exchange where Ohio got Trey Robinson and Nevada got Jordan Davidson. Yeah, I, no. Because they're both polarizing it, for sometimes mm, similar reasons. No, not even we've seen Trey yeah we've seen extrapolate play on football. that. Well, Trey is a very good football player. But he's also yeah. a very controversial, outspoken person. Jordan Davidson has held a football. He has played on the A7FL's Ohio- Cincinnati Fields before. He was in Olatangi Volcano. But I wouldn't put him in the same tier as Trey Robinson. I wouldn't put him in the same tr- tier of a lot of players. Uh, mainly because, and, and this is no slight on him. He said it on other side of the ball. He started playing football again after being called to play in the a7 played some football in his younger life he's more of a basketball player like he's admitted like he's basketball was kind of believe his first passion uh yeah no 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 disrespect to my guy we've talked i'm circling back i'm circling back to my point i'm circling back to my point well i think it's a
1: great point um if we were talking about let's say we were talking about um kino Yes. perfect and now Trey does have more of the you know kind of you know lightning rod esque thing, but the but the Jordan Davidson to be clear and and this is no disrespect to him and I, I give him a lot of credit because we talk a lot about him and like like with 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 no no film no stats really no reason to but we keep doing it so whatever Shout-outs to and, you and milk in, it... but but the thing is is he's he's just saying things it's not like he has a take. Or his his view is like widely respected by you know the 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 league at large. Most people are like, who the heck is this guy talking? But credit to him, credit to him, and uh, Skylar Heard uh, getting their podcast, but but uh, but together, same people, doom and Some
0: people would say the same thing about us. They would be wrong. They would be wrong. I mean, but they yeah, they could say, say the same thing. I have a thirty minute highlight tape us. of my
1: first five years, which has happened. But of but my, but, whatever, but it's whatever.
0: but it's not about what they did on the field. It's not about that. Let's not Well, for Trey, it is, though. No, and That's, it, it that's is. Where, it... where
1: I differ in my point, though, Matt, because my point, and not to cut you off, although I did, my bad, but the, the thing is, is the reason that I wish he went to Ohio isn't because of the cute little story of it's like a trade, but because bringing that level of talent and experience and validation to Ohio, we talked about it, Matt, that means that, you know, hate Trey Robinson, love Trey Robinson, you know, not think he's that great, you know, basically worship him as an idol wherever you stand on him. He's he's a guy that you would want to watch and see how his games in Ohio looked. So, for me, the the disappointment isn't that he's doing what he wants to do. He should. Isn't that BIC gets another really good player and, and he's promising more. You know, he didn't clearly say who they are, but, you know, read through the lines. You probably could figure that out. But, for me, him going to a team in Ohio, whether it was the Chaos, which I think would have been a really interesting way to – spice up that playoff matchup if if chalk goes and we could talk about playoffs in a in a you know episode further down the line. But more importantly, just being in in a division that we sometimes want a better comp for talent wise and having a guy that we at least know what he can do, see what he can do against that division, head to head, week in, week out, as they continue to grow. They, they, they don't have four teams anymore. I think it's up to like six or seven. You know, they're doing all the right things. So to get a a talent like that in the building, in their division week after week, it would be something that we talk about the Sunday happenings in Ohio when, not to disrespect those guys out there, I don't know how often week to week we're going to be checking scores in Ohio really, you know, concerned what's happening or, or, or even, you know, fully invested in what's happening, especially if it goes the way that it did last year, where the chaos basically dog-walked dog the entire division, and then in the Final 4 were a paper tiger that, you know, really may, may, we can question if they even belong there. So shout-outs to Trey, making a move. I'll let you, you know, kind of cap this one off, Matt. But, you know, as as much as it would have been fun to kind of talk about the, the two personalities uh, uh, who are Milk and Jet Set-A-Trey – um, yeah, to me, it's just I, I really and am, am just still wondering why other side of the ball even had him on as a guest because you know if he wants to do his own podcast, great. But we are we are perpetuating this Jordan Davidson thing to the point of of almost dangerous levels, where more people may know who he is than some of the best players in our league
2: because well, of how much attention that's he's in, accidentally that's getting to
0: sports though, like. The reason why I made that comparison is because it would be the best thing for all parties involved. Trey Robinson going to Ohio would be the best thing for Cincinnati. Like They would have been the biggest winners out of all of this because you have a player that's been highlighted and featured, that's played in the national championship last year. Was a key piece in you know some of the more interesting fall games we've seen the last two years, and as a guy who has experience at all levels of the A seven FL, bringing that in as you said, that's great for that's great for the division, not just for the chaos who may have gotten them. It would have been yeah, yeah theoretically, been. and sorry Brent, and it also poor guy, Jordan Davidson going to Nevada, and 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 I made this comparison for this point. Trey okay. needs to go somewhere else to find new opportunity, Jordan Davidson is going to find out what scrutiny actually feels like playing in Nevada because we only saw him a handful of times. He's going from Ohio to where he ostracized himself to Nevada to where he's already ostracized himself and he has not played a down yet.
1: Well, and I'll remind people of, of you know the, the way that just the talking and being the the media personality first and only works out. Does anybody remember Derek Duncan's guy, Rashad Davis coming over from the Florida division to the Vegas division and how, how big of an impact he was promising he would make, how great he was going to be playing football and how very little he was ever seen doing anything, even football related, not to mention the other toxic things that went into it. So let's not compare the two in that sense,
0: but but Jordan
1: Davidson, Jordan Davidson, I wish him the best of luck. He has the best marketing team in the history of the (laughs) A7. And look, I'm perpetuating the milk thing. Everybody else is enabling him with the vanilla Vic thing. You guys know what that is actually saying, right? You're saying he's the white Mike Vic. He is not Buddy. yet, and if he does prove to be good for him, but he's going to be milk until I see him throw for what? 75 yards in a game. I'm gonna, is, that, is that too much no, to it's ask? not.
0: I'm going to tell you a story. See, in professional wrestling, there's a thing called a job guy. A job guy is what now most people would call him an enhancement talent. His job is there to make everybody look better by comparison. Jordan Davidson is not a job guy. He is a guy who shows up with the ring crew and thinks that he can be the main eventer. I had that happen to me once. A guy showed up to a Catalyst Wrestling show around this time a year ago. Off the street. Literally just showed up to the building. No one knew who he was. I thought he was either a fan or working on the ring crew. He d- asked to be on the show. That's not, that's not how wrestling works. That's not how he, anything works. You just don't show up and say, Hey, can you put me... can you can I quarterback the BIC this week? This is just not how that shit works. Well, that's what he's doing. He showed up and said, Can I quarterback the Vegas pit bosses? And he's gonna walk into competition with Quentin Ariarte and Coach Q's already said it's Ariarte's job. It's Quentin's job. So I don't know He's good. He's really good. I've seen him. He's a good football player. So Jordan against the chance. So Jordan Davidson's taking this huge leap of faith and good luck to him. But now he's going. for... You gotta give him credit for that. No, he's got yeah, balls. He's... Like I'm gonna... the reason yeah. why I'm talking about the kid is because he has balls. He's willing to step on that field and get fucking pinataed because he is mu- like he wants the. That's, that's assuming, the thing is because he wants. Won... There the are people. Gets there are people in this league that are in it for the attention, and that's fair. We're we're obviously in it for the attention. We're on fucking camera. We're on TV. Corey's a quarterback. Of course he wants the spotlight, because the quarterback is the toughest job and the biggest job in football outside of offensive or defensive linemen, in my opinion. But like you have this spotlight on you now, and it's facil you facilitate it. And the pro and, and the thing is, you create an economy around it. And we see it in this league. And there's good and bad with it. There's good in it that it creates more content, it creates more buzz, it creates more conversation, and that's awesome. Like, I love seeing people take that opportunity and try to become actual creators, create content, try to find aspects of this league. or Hancock, it, I believe he's trying to become, like, a YouTuber, and he does, he did a watch-along of an A7FL game. And it was really cool to see a young kid in this league... Because how many guys in this league are under 25? How many of these kids are streamers? How many of these kids are going to see the people that are working with us on Creator Sports Network this season, streaming our games on Twitch, on YouTube, on wherever, and want to do that and do that with this league? There's so much opportunity for shit like that here. And then there's the the primary economy outside of the show we do, outside of other side of the ball, and those are the live streams. And those are great because they're fun. Like they don't follow they don't have to follow the rules we do. But they're also mainly players only. So there's a lot of shit there that we'll talk about but we won't we won't go full blast on because there's this level of a like there's this level of respect there. Like the shit doesn't go outside of that. And that's obviously RTU, that's other shows, things of that nature. And you gotta take stuff like that with a grain of salt, not that you know everything we say on this show is a hundred percent like fucking super true thousand percent we'll fuck shit up, and obviously we'll do show but to to look at this weekend's fall brawl championship the the conversations coming out of that are inevitably and invariably gonna be the same.
1: well, listen. Jordan Davidson, you're welcome. Oh, I was trying to transition taking, completely out of that no, and go I know. into the next I, thing I and just, wanted just say, to put a, and
0: just fucking move on.
1: But yeah, I just wanted to bow it up. But so what? You don't have you what, got what? you got a full seven minutes of us somehow in, invoking your minutes. presence in the show. This is
0: thirteen, minutes. and
1: and and you know what? After the L that you took last night, because you know you, you wanted the spotlight, you got on a show. They started they beat talking the about how shit I, out of
0: that kid. Chris Vera, you know, you know, Chris Vera took his fucking lunch money for no reason. Well, the thing is, is that they what they do is is that they have problems with people in a state.
1: So they'll invite a guy that that once maybe lived there, and then they'll argue with that guy like he said something, and they'll just use his face as a proxy to yell at their, you know, insecurities. But you know, speaking I of the fall championship. Thing in therapy. <laughs> Well, kidding, you know, I think that's what your therapist, therapist wants you to good. do, but uh, um, you know, live ther- live therapy on on air. You know, we're I, working through I do through find
0: I do find the Nevada Ohio feud, the Sin City chaos thing. Let, let's talk about it for a second. Let, let's get yes. let's get to the. It's like an eighth grader beating up a third grader, and then being mad. It's not even that. The thing that they're mad at is a pun. It's, yeah. a, it's a fucking pun. They, it's all they word games with start, them, though. They want to start this fucking big-ass kerfuffle because there's a C instead of an S, and it's a pun. Well, it was. It, it's the I,
1: definition of super team. I find, it's the usage the, of the, Sin City. Wordplay is huge in Vegas, and you got to be careful about what you say like around it.
0: I grew up in Brooklyn. I grew up in Sunset Park. I would not get... The, they named a, uh, Rhea Perlman did a movie about my neighborhood and I was like, it's not that good, but I'm not going to get fucking, fucking bowed up and like, I get it, it's your hometown. I guess because I'm a New Yorker and like, I don't care. You know what it's it's, like? It's college, it's very college football, very high school. It's very high school football because it's like, you can't, that's our thing. You can't do that thing. That's my thing. How dare you do my thing, even though it's not really my thing, but it's kind of my thing. And then fuck you. It's just so goddamn odd to me.
1: Well, it's also none of the teams are named Sin City. None of, the na- none of the teams are named Sin City anything. No.
0: The first team to so be whatever. named Sin City it's... this year was the Outlaws. And they're a goddamn fall team.
1: And they don't exist anymore. They just evaporated back into the ether.
0: Oh, you know what, the, it's you like, know what this is you, live in, you know what this is, Corey, because Rob's not here. It's Matt and Corey's petty show.
1: yeah, we we're, we're, we're just <laughs> we're petty Aaron it? grievances. It's festivus. So it, you know what it's like, Matt, you live in Brooklyn. It's like if you came to my house in Ford's and we ordered pizza and it was called Brooklyn Pizza, and you got mad at that. anyway, I, I,
0: I don't get mad at that. I get confused by that. Like when I see because Coney at yes, let's go back to the Fall Brawl championship.
1: Now listen, if you love Vegas coverage and you love the Vegas division, um, shout outs to the other side of the ball. You can check out their their YouTube, and there's going to be fall games on their fall coverage. And shout outs to their show in which they covered the, in their way the fall championship that just happened Sunday. But I, I think there's a lot of things to cover, and I'll let you start, Matt. But I definitely want to get in on this conversation because I I, I think there were quickly because Vegas free agency gets a little weird. Yeah. Um, but. A game happened. A great game happened. And Matt, what's your take on it?
0: You know, it's so weird to me how narratives can change really quick. Because a lot of what we saw in that game with Sick With It from the Insomniacs was what we saw the week before with the Alienators and what we saw in the National Championship. It takes a while for them to get – really into it they can find they could play themselves back into a game but it's starting it takes a little more time and they're not able to run away with it they're able to win they're able to walk teams down the insomniacs are like floyd mayweather they'll play to their they'll 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 beat the shit out of you if you're a pump, if you're if you don't matter but if there's money in it they'll walk you down They did what Floyd Mayweather did to Manny Pacquiao, to Conor McGregor, uh, and what instead of what Mayweather did against Tenshin Nasukawa about five years ago, beat the man until he cried and quit in the ring, like that. That's what they did to Sin City. That's what they did to the Sin City K. That's what they did to every other team this year. They mercy ruled almost everybody but those two teams. And. When we had Anthony Wilkerson on, who who showed up in the second quarter, like they had players showing up late. They had guys showing up from work or different things. I feel like the Insomniacs are going to take maybe four games seriously in the regular season, and that's going to open up a lot of opportunities for other teams. And I think the Insomniacs are going to run the table. They're going to be undefeated. I think they're going to be in the championship this year, you know, barring acts of God or someone, you know, sick with it, just finally catching hot and staying consistent with their secondary. To me, the problem is always going to be as long as Scott Hamilton has time in the pocket, you're fucked. Like, there's there's nothing else there, and Corey... I know you have a lot Well, until he maybe does Yeah, but but, that's the thing. Is that going to be a problem outside of maybe once or twice a year? I know that they're talking about the evolution of the linebacker out there, and there are some solid linebackers on other teams, and there's some very fast human beings in Nevada. I think they might have the fastest per capita rate per human out of any division in the league, but I still see... An upper tier and a lower tier. There's very little well, margin. There's very little Venn diagram on those defenses.
1: Well, and what I wanted to talk about in the chip, because I think a lot of people would assume the conversation that I have based on kind of the, the pettiness that I've been approaching, you know, first of all, you know, us coming back into this episode right away, but also the the, the general pettiness that I've been kind of throwing towards the Vegas division and the Insomniac specifically. That I would come on here after their win and talk about, you know, the 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 negative shade that you can put on the Insomniacs with their showing in the Alienators game, in this the the, the game, in the fall in general, but that's not what I'm going to do. And and you know maybe that ups- is upsetting the apple cart you know, or you know the 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 spread that people had on what I was about to say. But I think what we learned about the Insomniacs is that they know how to win. Even when the things aren't going their way, even when they start slow, whether they show up on time, all of those things are part of the winning formula that the insomniacs have one hundred percent figured out in general. I think what's also important to to know and kind of focus on when you're really dissecting this game are some of the things that um, the guest and I've. Uh, my, his name is is escaping me now. I think it's Ray Ray Harris uh, from the other side of the ball. As he was kind of talking about, you know, wh- where he was coming from, and that you know, AJ wasn't a hundred percent, and we only had four guys to rotate at defensive end. And there's these there's these excuses of why things are happening, and maybe we could look at that, and and maybe later on in the off seasons we can start to 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 hypothetically walk down that road, but. Let's be clear. At the end of the day, the insomniacs came into the fall with only one way that they walked out of the fall as a success is with the championship trophy. And they figured it out whether they didn't have these guys or this guy was injured or whatever excuse it was. It didn't end up being something that kept them from winning. And a lot of times I make fun of Munchie for saying it, but it looks like at the end of the day, a lot of the times it comes down to the insomniacs are just better, but I don't want to focus on the insomniacs, right? Because, for a lot of reasons, the Insomniacs aren't even really that interesting anymore. They don't have a one-guy situation that's, that's the guy that you, like, you know, me and my kid went to a Warriors-Brooklyn-Nets game, and the reason you go is to watch Steph Curry, right? When you look at the Insomniacs, they have tons of top-level talent. But who are you turning on the Insomniacs to really gear in and watch? Because they rotate too much for you to really focus on one guy. And if it's the quarterback, Scott Hamilton, no disrespect to him, We'll talk about him in a second when it was, you know, the, go, the the winning drive situation as a play caller, what he chose to do. But I think it's more important if we break down, sick with it. Because like we talked about, other side of the ball, they covered the championship the way that they do. With very little substance, with very little specifics, and the just general, yeah, we're Vegas, we're great, it's on the x won again, nobody can touch them, so that they can continue their narrative. But I think it's really interesting to look at that game, put it under a microscope. And the best place to start, even though there's the controversial calls that people are going to talk about are bullshit. You know, if the refs are, are the reason that you go to Facebook and say that you lost, you're a loser. You're just not going to win in any games, okay? The refs are going to call what they call, and if you, if you go back to that and think that that's what beat you, you didn't go in the next play and try to win. So that's an excuse that I'm not going to live with, and I, I don't think anybody should say out loud anymore unless they just want to be labeled a loser. You're welcome, whoever you are, because then hopefully you'll move forward the correct way. But let's just start with Sikwidit tied 26-26. And there's a lot going on in that game before and especially after. But let's just start in the really do-or-die situation for Sikwidit. A game that they obviously, Matt, correct me if I'm wrong, they probably wanted to win more than any game in the A7 that they've played yet. Maybe last year, because to, you know they're starting to catch on the fall don't count and it's their excuse when they lose in the fall because they're going to talk about how the spring's going to be better. <clears throat> you were trying. You could just lie. That's fine. We'll live with it. But sick it on fourth and goal from the six-yard line. And and if you're watching this on video, I'm going to bother Matt to make sure that as I'm talking, and I'm not looking at it, by the way. This is just from memory. As I'm talking, you can watch it along as I talk. On about fourth and six, sick it has a chance to go up on the team that has beaten them time and time again, talks hella relentless shit on Facebook to their face as constantly as they can. This was their opportunity to to punch the big brother in the face and change the paradigm. We could be talking about on this play, if it went a little bit different, or uh, and maybe even like a tiny bit the right way, as opposed to completely the wrong way in every single scenario possible, and no, I'm not about to blame Jeremy Geary for an interception, fans. You guys have no idea what real football is if you are. So let's go to this play. Fourth and goal from the sixth. Sick when it lines up. Pac-Man Jones is at the top of your screen. He's going to come down in a what I call a crack motion to the edge of the defensive line, and he's going to run a, a shallow and then sit in the middle. It's a zone route, by the way. No one runs zone in A7FL. <laughs> Good luck with that route. And they're going to have a right-handed quarterback with a tight end in Knox on the right side and a wingback. And I'm not sure his name, but Derek said he played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as your wingback on the right side, the quarterback's front side on a play that if you go cross-face play action with the running back, like you see here, leaves the running back moving action backside, And both wide receivers on the front side, eligible wide receivers, the tight end and the wing, not touching a soul in protection, going out for the pass as if Jeremy Geary is a ghost, an apparition that cannot be touched or tackled. So you purposely design a play that rolls out to the right side without hypothetically even considering for a second Mark Gray the protection to the side a relatively immobile quarterback is rolling. Worse yet, look at the offensive line for Sick with it. Not one person blocks their man, and a man is completely free of the three rushers when there was four set up to potentially protect this play, which is a must-have fourth down to win the championship. And what you design is a play that forces Jeremy Geary with zero people even attempting to block But worse yet, the design of the play is flawed to begin with because it's a cross-face play action to the backside, and both the tight end and the wingback don't even chip because they have zero interest in winning a football game. All of the sick-witted offense that is in that huddle should look themselves in the mirror and not only tell themselves that they are terrible at the concepts that make up football, that they should apologize to everyone on their sideline and their fans. But most importantly, to their quarterback, who is the one that the entire A7FL universe is going to say, oh, you threw a pick in crunch time when it mattered most. Because no one blocked. No one designed to play for it to succeed. And you have three receivers covered by one unit guy. You could have one guy cover all three of those receivers. They're running routes in the same direction. And all Geary can do is throw up a prayer to try and complete a pass when his coach sabotaged him his offensive line sabotaged him and his wide receivers made no effort to try to save him this is a disgrace mark ray is not a good coach i do not want to hear anybody tell me that in a crunch time situation the most important player season that this is what you design this is how you wanted to try to win a game but matt guess what it gets even worse As they turn the ball over, the score is still tied. With four minutes left in the game, and Scooter Hamilton knows that Sickwood's defense is a bunch of... I was going to go the wrong direction there, but I'll just say what happens without saying names. And in fourth quarter, with nothing else to do but try to get the ball back to win the game, The insomniacs go wildcat with scooter hamilton not even holding the ball and fans just so you know when you go wildcat and give the ball to a running back matt in those situations do you have to worry about a pass no it wasn't even munchie who can throw a pass running the wildcat it was juice a running back who you knew was getting the ball, who you knew which direction he was running because you could read the lead blocker, who is a quarterback, by the way. And he gets how many yards a gain, uh, an attempt in the fourth quarter when you need a stop with four minutes left in a Wildcat where you know it's a run, you know which direction it's going, and stick with it, sells out to allow how many yards of play? Approximately 15 until they get down into scoring range. And the four-minute offense that the Insomniacs were both calling and running had their quarterback, their quarterback. Now, you know, we just talked about what Geary has to go through with what Mark Gray put him through and the sick-witted, disgusting, nauseating play call on fourth and goal. Look at what Scooter Hamilton is able to do in winning a championship. He throws an inaccurate pass for his first pass, And then, as the clock is basically winding down to nothing, after they run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, because they're so confident that that sequence is so terrible that they're not even trying to win a game like you normally would in a fourth quarter by passing, by doing something other than just running it straight into the line and just being bigger and better and badder. I'd like all of you, the fans, to count how many seconds on a must-stop Fourth down, last play of the Insomniac's offensive game, he has to throw the ball. Because it's an embarrassing high number for him to stand back there and stand back there. And yeah, you could talk about the the, the coverage for sick with it. You could blame the coverage for sick with it. But no corner, no safety, no linebacker, no human can cover anyone, much less the insomniacs' wide receivers. For more than eight seconds, that Scooter's standing back there with no one around him? Let me just say, Matt, as great as that game was, as great as it came out, they were punching, they were ready to do the right thing and try to take down the champs. For those who are going on, on Facebook or going and talking out loud or, or anybody, including probably Big Rob, to say that Jeremy Geary is ass because he threw an interception on one of the last plays of the game with like four seconds left to try to hail Marriott into the end zone? Or that he threw the interception on the fourth and goal in the must-have situation? Now, did he have a perfect game? Absolutely not. Could he have played better? Absolutely. But when you break it down to what I'm talking about, that fourth down play, it was a sabotage job as if they wanted a different quarterback next spring. That's how bad the play call was. It was embarrassingly bad that somebody actually should should owe, owe him money. Or, or, or he should sue them for defamation of character because now people are going to slander Jeremy Geary's name because their coach called wing right cross-face play action to the backside, roll out to the right with no front side protection at all. And then his offensive line, you know, we, we might even give credit to my guy Seau Suo or whatever his name is because he caught a, a, a tight end shovel pass and trucked a guy that, is, that he outweighs by – like 175 pounds and we're going to give him credit and try to praise him but when he's called for in a championship game to make a block he's basically not even standing there and then for the defensive line and the defensive players on sick with it to allow the insomniacs to walk down the field as if they didn't exist in a wildcat with no threat to pass everybody knows where the ball's going it's no wonder the insomniacs say that they're better because nobody's good out there. And that's why the other side of the ball should have covered the fall championship. So it's not just me saying this shit. And shout outs to Geary. that's they put him in the worst situation possible. And you know what he did for his team? He threw the ball instead of taking a sack. so it you know he gets the interception on his record. But the interception should go to—the bad karma from that play should go to everybody else that was involved except for him. They should be ashamed of themselves, and to me, I'm sick with watching them.
0: And that was our first— They better get better. And that was our first episode of Corey Hammond, quarterback attorney. Uh, We will have new episodes of this every week starting in the season where every week Corey will get up on his soapbox— and deliver the fourth act of a crime show at random, defending the quarterback, breaking it down with the film here on the program. Uh, We were going to go through a a couple of bits. Uh, We were going to do top seven wide receivers. Uh, We were going to have Rob on. We were going to do a lot of things this week. But I've been sick. Rob has been busy. Corey is a dad. He's got lovely hair. And, well, we promise a show. This has been a show. This certainly has been a podcast tonight. I, I wouldn't say a bad one. I would say it's been a very fun one, Corey. But h- h- how how are you feeling after getting all that off your chest? I, I just let you go at that point because I was I, as like— As much as I went, as hard as I just went, I feel like I left some, some on the
1: table still. I am disgusted.
0: Like, I—, I I get your frustration. I, I I truly get your frustration, and I'm but, an asshole. And I try to not be. I and, I, and that's the bit I know you do. But be be honest with me, because you're you're the
1: unbiased guy in this situation. Is anything that I'm saying not one hundred percent
0: factually accurate? I I cede to you because you you are speaking things at a level that can be clearly translatable. But you got you get into the weeds on these things, and luckily we have the— I don't have the film in front of me while we're recording this. The film is on the screen. Neither do I! You could have fucking fooled me, it. buddy. Yeah. It looked like you were watching it while we were talking, because you were kind of just looking off. But that's the good— My bad. But when it comes to— Breaking this down, that's the thing I love about the show is that we can just go on these extemporaneous rants, whether they're about players that aren't good or for Corey breaking down why Jeremy Geary, why he's shooting Jeremy Geary all of the bail. It's
1: not even bail. But one thing I want to... It's like you said, it's 100% a verifiable defense strategy against the defamation that is Mark Gray and the sabotage that Sickwood put on him on fourth and goal. You don't have anybody blocked for a quarterback. And you roll him out to the right where there's nobody on the front side to protect. You put the back side, the the running back after the play action on the back side, and he doesn't even check release as a, as, as a hot read?
0: So I'm going to go get Corey's blood pressure now. And what I want you guys to do is like, comment, subscribe, drop a review, drop a rating. throw all my quarterbacks out there be because sure to let's, be- just, let's just put this out there. We got a contest going on, and we want to hear from you we do, we, yeah, we didn't even fucking get a chance to talk about this. We're doing a QB cadence contest uh, in honor of a potential new merch store coming. A new merch store with new merch coming uh, for the A7FL, including the three-on-one podcast. So uh, you better buy, you fucking people. Uh, We are doing a quarterback cadence contest. That's right. The best QB cadence, by our rules, gets a free t-shirt of their choice from our merch store. Corey, you want to run through what the actual rules of this Fakakta contest are that we came up with on the fly. So
1: the real rules in A7FL is because there is no center quarterback exchange with the football, you can't have a cadence in which you try to draw people off sides with the hard count. Sterry. Sterry. Codrington. (laughs) <laughs> so even though even though certain quarterbacks for BIC have done it and then gotten in trouble for it once it finally got to the playoffs, unfortunately, in the A7FL, it's really only a three-count. Ready, set, go, or ready, down, hike, or whatever you want to do, it's boom, boom, boom. No, that's not what we want. This is a 301 podcast. We want you to give us your best cadence. What does that mean? Whatever you want it to mean But it doesn't have to follow the rules of ready, set, go. So Matt knows the key word that I'm looking for as as one to spark you right up to the top. But hey, get creative. You could win a shirt. And who doesn't want to win a free shirt? You know that I'll try. But certain people involved in our league are not allowed to participate. Rats. So give us your best... Quarterback cadence. Try to draw us off sides. And you could win some merch. TinyURL.com backslash A7FL merch. That's tinyurl.com back eight A- backslash A7FL merch for those who aren't good enough to win.
0: All right. You can do that and you can drop your best QB cadence, whether in the comments, or you can email them to How can you submit your cadence? Well, we're going to do a social media video, and we're going to post this on the 3-on-1 Facebook and Instagram pages, and you can drop your responses there. You can tag us in a video on social media, or you can call us on the hotline. That's 516-387-A7FL. 516-387-A7FL is the number to drop your QB cadence and, uh, Good luck to everybody who's who's uh trying to get involved. To the winner goes the shirt. Do we just want to sit in this awkward silence now? Well, I talk too much, <laughs> and I said enough, and I'm still thinking about that play. What the fuck are you doing, All right, Mark all friend? right, all right. I'm gonna go. Me, me, and Corey are gonna go talk to my botanist. We're going to be back next week uh, on the road to March 24th for Corey Hammond. I want to thank Trey Robinson for joining us for the news. Uh, I want to apologize to everybody we pissed off this week. uh, And I want to say so long. And as always, don't be an asshole. I was going to say that Sigwood had a chance to upset
1: Insomniacs in the regular season, but whatever. I'll try, Matt. I'll try.